you're sitting there and you're nodding your head and all that, but you're not listening. You're not paying attention. It's because your mind is trying to solve another problem up the road or, you know, it's all over the place. It's not present. And you must be totally relaxed and totally present before you can make any sense and make this stuff work. Hello and welcome to Brandtuned, the only podcast on branding that includes fundamentals like copyright, trademarks and IP that are core to creating and owning a brand that's unique to you. I'm Shireen Smith, lawyer, brand strategist and curious business owner keen to discover the secrets of effective brand building. My guest today is Cros Crossley, the mindset technician. He's been helping people with their mindset for the last 25 years. Now, Cros, please do expand on what mindset work actually involves. Give us a bit more background. I, uh, about almost 30 years ago now, I lost everything, as in everything. Um, I thought I was um, broke. When I sold everything, I had $250,000. I was living in Australia at the time. And um, in, in no time flat, I used that 250000 thinking that I was going to get back in five minutes what had taken me the previous 20-odd years in business to accumulate. And um, I was sitting there licking my wounds, and with all my knowledge of business and everything else, I just could not get any traction to get back on track. And then I started um, studying why that was. And I came up with the answer that it was all down to my mindset because um, it was all over the place. And uh, once I focused and started using the um, techniques that I'd learned, um, I got back in uh, on track and things changed. And I got back quite quickly because obviously having been in business before, um, I'd already got a, a business knowledge, but it was just this stress and desperation where I was sort of spinning wheels but not getting anywhere. And uh, I realised that it was valuable information. And then I, from that point, I started um, learning as much as I could about mindset as applied to business and also as applied to everyday life. And uh, it just grew from there. Wow, I just can't imagine what it must feel like to lose everything. So how did that come about? What were you doing at the time? What sort of business were you in? I've been a serial entrepreneur all my life. <laughs> and oh, right. and um, I, I had a, a, a rather large um, security company, um, which did uh, personal bodyguard work. It did crowd control. It did work at the uh, Parliament House for security and all that sort of thing. And I took um, a person from the uh, the ranks, trained them up to uh, to be my operations manager, and um, they went round. And in Australia, they call it white anting. He spoke to everybody. Being the operations manager, he was talking to everybody, and mm. he um, spoke to a lot of the staff. There was two hundred and fifty staff, and um, he. Uh, went and offered his services at a dollar an hour less than what we were doing. And um, obviously, you know, um, you work that out, it's a substantial amount of money uh, to each client. 
And um, I woke up on the 6th of January, I can't remember what year it was, to the news that all my clients were going with um, this new company that had just started. And some people stayed loyal, but it was just to a point where it was just, it was too much hard work. I, you know, I had the thing running easy and then all of a sudden it was this big sort of huge object that I had to keep moving and uh, we, we, we let the rest of it go to all intents and purposes. So that was uh, what happened. He'd gone in there. And the other thing that I, that I learned in looking at what happened to him he had skipped the steps, and this is something that I teach people, is that you can't skip the steps. You, wherever you are in business, that's where you need to be to learn all about that step before you move to the next step, because that is your insurance against the future. So he had sort of was at the bottom of the steps, and he had sort of, by nefarious means, got himself to the stop, top of the step. But when things went wrong, he, he was in strange territory because he didn't know how to handle what happened on that step and he bounced all the way down and eventually he lost the company so it was um it didn't do him a lot of good uh in the long wow. run but the stupid thing is is that um if he'd have asked me if he could have the company i would have done an arrangement with him anyway <laughs> to have just Gosh. drawn a uh, an income and he would have had me as his you know to help him all the bits and pieces so it it was quite a great lesson and mm -hmm. as I say then when I I got to the point where um, I'd lost everything I thought I'd lost everything I sold you know bits and pieces and before the banks came in they sort of going around like sharks that we were in trouble so they were going to foreclose on mortgages and I did I managed to sell everything before the banks got involved and um Ended up with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now this is this is mindset. I thought I was broke with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I thought I was broke. Everyone around me thought I was rich, but my mind was in the wrong place because from where I'd fallen, two hundred and fifty thousand wasn't going to cut it. Making sense? So Amazing. I'm yeah. I, I'm now trying to use that two hundred and fifty thousand to get back what I had, which is crazy, all down to my mindset. You, you know, when you're stressed, you don't make good decisions. No. Everything looks all all over the place. And I, I worked for, I opened the business, which I shouldn't have done, uh, which was something I didn't have any sort of love for or really any knowledge of. But I just, I thought this is the way to get my money back quickly. And two years later, I put the key in the door of that business and walked away absolutely broke what business did you set up well I, I i feel embarrassed even saying it It was a it was a dessert restaurant which on its day on you know it was okay but it was through a long list of things it was in the wrong place it was in the uh, the foyer of a cinema now as I say, I'm desperately, I'm making such crazy decisions. What am I doing? Because in a previous life, I'd said to my wife, if we ever, ever, or I ever mentioned getting involved in the hospitality industry again, get a baseball bat and hit me over the head because it's no, it's the hardest way I know to earn a living. And there I was, not spending all my money trying to open this dessert restaurant. And we did it. But see, crazy things. We didn't do any sort of really work much out at all because... 
the it was great. We thought, well, we're in the uh, in the foyer of this eight complex cinema thing, and people are going to be going by all the time. But the the truth of it was that when the um, cinemas were busy, the uh, the cinemas let the people out. When we were trying to catch them in this dessert restaurant on their way out, they let them out the fire escapes. <laughs> so, uh. so they didn't even come back past where we were. So. Uh, when the cinemas were busy in Australia, if you can't park outside where you're going to go and eat, you don't go. So when the cinemas were really busy, there was nowhere for people to park. So all these things, you know, uh, in hindsight, we, whether I could have worked them out or not, but I wasn't interested. I just knew that if I got this thing running, I was going to get my money back. And don't get me wrong, it, on its night, it did... It, it did extremely well, but long term, I just couldn't get my head around it being a vehicle back to success because we were working so hard. My wife and I were working 80 hours a week. We had staff and all the things, and it just drove us mad. And in the end, I just put the key in the door and I walked away. And that's when I really, really started studying because I'd made the wrong decisions, and now I'm totally skinned. I need you know, I, yeah. I need something to, to, to help me. And that, as I say, that's when I really, really went in to how powerful mindset is, you know, the ability to set a goal, the ability to make where you are, where you want to be, and the ability to forget the past. Because I was dragging what happened with me, with the security business round as a mm-hmm. reason to explain why things were going wrong now, which doesn't make any sense, does it? But I kept saying, oh, well, it would have been all right, but this guy nicked my business and this, that and the other. So all these things, all of a sudden, I started putting them into, you know, into some sort of order and realising that there is a formula for success. And after 30 years, almost 30 years of teaching this stuff, I'm just amazed that you went into a totally different field. Rather oh, but than... already, yeah, but he, I say I'm a serial entrepreneur. So you thought it was a good thing you were Oh, yeah, to... because the pal of mine in New Zealand had a thing called Death by Chocolate, and he was franchising them and doing that, and he was having it right off. And I had inside information from his best friend giving me all the things saying, you know, they're coming to Australia, get in quick. So I thought, this is the vehicle, but crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Well, as you say, one makes really bad decisions when stressed. So how did you discover mindset? Did you have some coaching or...? Well, what happened, there was a book uh, that I had seen on the internet, someone had sent me, called The Science of Getting Rich, written in 1910 by Wallace Wattles. And I'd sort of read it and it usual rubbish yeah it's because like everyone else I poo-pooed the ability to actually be in control of things and but one line stuck out and it stood out and I remembered it it said that if you follow the information in this book to the letter you cannot fail to succeed well it said actually fail to get rich but rich is Mm-hmm. tenuous and everyone's idea of rich is different so I say you cannot fail to succeed now I thought that's quite a claim to make and I sourced this uh woman online um and I sought her help and actually do you know the secret the book the secret the oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah well, Rhonda Byrne was actually in my group um mm-hmm. at this with this woman learning all about the, the science of getting rich because the secret's actually based on that book and if you mm-hmm. see the original 
uh, film of the secret, you'll see all the the the, the print offs that you got from that website. But mm. so I started going there uh, and doing it, and I started applying the information, and it was amazing what started happening. You know, th- it was it it was just such a comforting thing to sort of all of a sudden realise that yes, I was in control. But the hardest thing that I learned was that none of it works when you're stressed. None of it works when you're depressed. None of it works when you're anxious. So the the hardest thing of all is when you need it most is when it doesn't work. (laughs) So how do you get over that sort of catch-22 situation? That's it. It's like when I work with a client, I sometimes could spend up to two months making sure they're ready to receive the information because when you're stressed you're never present Mm. okay you're sitting there and you're nodding your head and all that but you're not listening you're not paying attention it's because your mind is trying to solve another problem up the road or what's you know it's all over the place it's not present and you must be totally relaxed and totally present before you can make any sense and make this stuff work so that is the, uh, the, the the thing that over a period of time that I learned to the ability to relax people, give them the information. And the other thing is that it's got to be fed at the right time because some of my clients, if I told them, like after maybe six, seven months, where they, when we met and I said, this is where you'll be in seven months' time, they'd have thought I was drunk. So mm-hmm. you've got to sort of build it up. But the thing is, as soon as you as soon as you start receiving it, I've even got a thing what I call the shock photo that I have on my um, computer and my phone because a client always comes to me. Hey, Coros, guess what's happened? And they tell me something that's happened. You know, <laughs> so instead of so, I just put the shocked face up as if I'm surprised. Well, I'm not really surprised because you know that's what happens once you align everything. It um, it all. It all, an amazing thing start happening because you see opportunities are always present but it's only when you know where you're going that they start making any sense does that mm-hmm. you understand yeah. that right so, so did you actually train to become a mindset coach or were you able to my training was done on the ground because I'd, yeah. I'd been through it and I, I just went to people. I mean, I'm a bit off the wall, but, you know, but the, you know, without blowing my own trumpet, I have amazing results because mm-hmm. I've been there. I've got empathy. You can't read a book. That's the trouble. You see, you can't read a book and get this information. You can, but you need, you need that interaction with someone that can say, no, 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 not like that. Do it if you do it like this. Oh, that's the reason that happened. See, if all if everything was aligned and you read the book and did it, that'll be fine. But that's why everyone reads a book and they say, Don't work, put it down. What do they do? Get another book. And they end up with thousands of books, but they still can't make the thing work. And that's I mean, when I talk, I've spoken all over the world, but when I talk, 95% of the people in the audience are convinced they know more of me because they've read more books. Mm. You know. But the point is, the simple question is, how's it working for you? What results have you had? Right? Yeah. And, the, and and they say, and this is what people come up to me. I, I, I had a client, one of the um, top motivational speakers in the country. In fact, the number one, I would say. And he was a client of mine. And 
he, I, I, he, I, he started tapping into this stuff and he's going, ah, that's all waffle and it's this, that and the other. And I said, well, tell me, which bit have you done 100% as I told you that hasn't worked? And he said, well, 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 I said, well, precisely. And that's the trouble. You see, everyone says it doesn't work, but they don't apply it correctly. And there is a set process to do it. And the first thing is, is having that faith and belief in yourself and being relaxed. And then once you tune in, I don't know if you've obviously heard of the reticular activating system. We, no. You've never heard of that? Well, if you, let's just the say. activating system? Reticular activating system. And that's the bit of your brain that searches out things that it thinks you want. So if you buy a red car. Mm. Oh, yeah, you notice what, you, red you're right. and That's it. Yeah. So you don't, see, everyone sort of says, oh, how does this work? How does it? I say, well, you don't, because it's different for everybody. But once, you're, once you've given your brain clarity as to what you want, it sets about presenting things so that opportunities come along. If you're looking for an empty shop, and you, well, especially today, yeah. you, go, you drive for any high street, you're going to see loads of empty shops, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't want one, you drive through the high street, you see them all, but they don't register. Does that make sense? So the opportunities make sense when you know where you're going. A short break now to thank our sponsors, Asrights International, who provide trademark registration, copyright services, and more. Download a copy of its seven costly mistakes with your business and brand and find out how to create an effective brand. Details are in the show notes. So how did you actually persuade people to become your clients? How did you get started initially when you were really... Well, I, I, just, I just offered help to people. And now, fortunately now, I don't have to go looking for them at all. I've, I'm, mm. I'm far too busy. I play golf too much. So mm. they at the start of each week, I put in all my games of golf and I fit everything in around that. So, <laughs> And that's one of the things that you've got to do because the most valuable thing that we ever get is time. And we seem to give it away hand over fist without any, you know, realisation what it is that we're giving away. Um, so, But I went to people that I, I that I just talked to people and they would just say, well, I know this sounds a bit silly, but da 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 da. And I just go through and talk about creating what we call a clear mental image. You've got to have such clarity about where you're going, and then your mind will fill all the gaps in. And the, and and the secret or the formula for success. I will, I run workshops and all that on it, and I've done for thirty odd years. In fact, I'm still in touch with people that came to my very very first workshop twenty twenty eight years ago. I should think now, mm. and they're still in touch with me, and uh, they. Fortunately, most of them are very successful people, purely and simply by taking control of their thoughts. Because everything starts with a thought. Every single thing starts with a thought, right? And there's Mm. lots and lots of different bits. But basically, the science of success is to have a clear mental image of where you're going. Don't worry about how you're going to get there because things will conspire to sort that out. Everyone says, how will it happen? So, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. But, you know, I'll deal with it when it happens. That's one of the things. Deal in real. When things are real, you can deal with them. What causes stress and anxiety is trying to solve things that don't exist, right? That's where all your problems come from. 
So you have a clear mental image of where you're going. Then you so make... basically, would you advocate that people should dream big? Because if, if you don't have to worry about how you're going to get there, presumably... No, you, you can... don't have to worry. Because, see, most a lot of my clients within months say to me, God, I, I haven't created anything. Because, you see, the thing is, what you do is you create a vision of what you think you can get, not what mm. you really want. It's two different things. Now, yeah. what you think you can get is all based on the knowledge that you've got. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you more knowledge. So this that's going to have no relevance in a short time because you're going to realize that you can actually create what you want. But you see, asked him for planes and boats and trains and all different bits of pieces. This is rubbish. It's not what you really want because the people that have got them are the most bored people that I've ever met. And I know some extremely wealthy people. I've got some as clients that own yachts and God knows what, but they're bored to bloody tears. They're going, what else does it do? Because so what you've got to do is you've got to understand, and this is part of the process, is saying, well, do it what you want. You know, picture your family there, grown up and doing what you want to want. Doing, picture the house where you want it. Is it by the sea? Is it in the country? So that you get this very clear image of where you're going. And then what you do is you make where you are where you want to be. That's so important. Because as I said, most people say, oh, well, I'll forego that. I won't do that just yet because I'm just going to do that. And then when I get there, I'm going to be happy. No, you can only be happy now. Right. If you're a miserable bugger now, the odds are when you get to where you think you're going to be happy, you'll be an even more miserable bugger because you've missed all the chances to be happy on the way through. So, so it seems to me there's quite a lot of work for somebody to do to really be able to work out what they want and then to be happy or contented as if they well, already they had that. That's it. Because you've hit the nail on the head. So you live. And people say, well, how does that work? That's a load of rubbish. But listen, when you, the, the, I, I call it a clear mental image, right? So you go along and you look into a, a brochure, don't you, or on the internet when you're going on holiday. And you look at all the things, the palm trees and all whatever it is you want to do, all the Rocky Mountains or whatever, and you choose where you're going, right? Mm. The minute you pay the deposit, what happens? Your mind wanders off to the holiday. True? Mm -hmm. And if it's three months away, if something goes wrong, your mind immediately goes to yourself, oh, that's all right, I'll be on holiday soon, I'll be lying on the beach, I'll be doing this, that and the other. Right? So you're actually enjoying the holiday now, aren't you? Mm. Because you're, you're getting the enjoyment of about thinking about what it is. So that's the process. You see, so that mm. what you do is you start enjoying the CMI because the CMI is just the holiday that you put the deposit on. Okay, so yeah. then you make where you are where you want to be, which is so important because so many people are living in the future or living in the past, but you've got to live now, you've got to be present for this to work. It's no use escaping, it's not, you know, you've got to be happy where you are. So that you're not looking for things that, oh, God, if I'll be all happy when I do that. No, make where you are where you want to be. And if there's something you can change about where you are, do it so that you make where you are where you want to be. We're, I've had lots of different houses in my life, but every one I've ever lived in is exactly where I want it to be at that time. Mm. 
you make it where you are. So you're not saying, oh, I'm a bit upset. I wish I had another bedroom or I wish I had this. No, no. If you do, go and sort it out. So you make yourself happy with what you've got and what you can change, you change. What you can't change, you've got to live with. And then you get rid of the past, which is what something I dragged around with me for a long time, which was causing me so much problems. And then I went and sought help because I thought, this is crazy. You know, you've got to forgive people in the past. You've got to forget events in the past. So I had to go and learn how to forgive that guy because every way... Did you do therapy for it? Because I imagine to be, you know, to have a traitor like that as your employee... It was was the hardest thing I've ever done, trust me. But now I find forgiving people easy. I don't even... Yeah, I don't even let them affect me now because you know it's just dealing with human beings they're never going to fail to shock you but I had to learn how to do it and I didn't only um have to forgive him part of my therapy was I had to write him a letter telling him I'd forgiven him so that I, there was no doubt about it now that wasn't for his benefit that was for my benefit mm. because then that that proved to me there's no backing out now because he knows that I've forgiven him and the thing is, the prisoner is you, not the person that you're yeah. forgiving. Yeah, they they're possibly not even thinking about you. But you've got to, you've got to make it real, so that you've divorced yourself from it. And I tell you what, the minute that I did that, I felt totally different, and things started aligning so much better because my mind wasn't present. My mind was wondering, what's he doing? How's he spending all my lovely money? What's happening here? What's happening there? Okay? So I wasn't present. But immediately that I let him go and I cut the tie, everything started working out perfectly. So when I teach people, it's not having read a book, because I've written that story in my book, but you couldn't learn from it because you haven't been through it. So this whole thing is about experience. And then when, because if people come in to me and say that don't work, I say, well, you, you know, it does. You haven't, you just haven't done it right. It's like, you know, uh, anything in life, you know, when you're learning to do it, you'll make mistakes. But it doesn't mean it doesn't work. I, I bought a load of, um, you know, that trick with the rings, you know, where they join each other and separate mm. and all that. Well, I'm in Bali one, look, walking along the thing. I thought, oh, that's handy. That I'm going to buy that, and when I go out the pub tonight, and I'm going to impress all my friends with it. So I bought it, and, I, and he said he went under the thing to get one. I said, no, 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 no. I'll have the one you're using. Make sure it works. <laughs> so he gave me the one he's using. I got back to the hotel after an hour, and I got fed up with it. I couldn't make it work. But could I say that the trick didn't work? No. All I could say with my hand on my heart was I wasn't prepared to put enough work and effort in to make it work. And that's exactly the same as these teachings. If you're not prepared to put the time and effort in to make it work, it won't work. But it's not that it doesn't work. It means that you're not prepared. Of course, we'll need to uh, wind up quite soon. So can I just ask you, how do people find out about you? Do you write on your blog? How you know? What's your method for... I'm pretty active on uh, Facebook's my only sort of Facebook and LinkedIn. I do a little bit of social media. My website is www. Yeah, we've got that. We'll put it in the show notes. But I'm wondering whether you blog. How do people 
the thing kind is, of discover your brand, if you like. Uh, well, then basically, this, you know, just on Facebook, really, because mm-hmm. you see, I'm not out there trying to really overly promote myself. I give I give more stuff away than enough. I like I do uh, a sort of uh, posts every day with good information in it. Uh, as I say, I do me uh, my coaching and what have you. I do workshops and different bits and pieces. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not actually trying to attract more people. So my brand is me. You find me and, you know, uh, and if you want a question answered, I'll answer a question. If there's something I can do to help you, I'll help you. Uh, If you want to work with me, I'll work with you. But as I say, it's, you know, finding, finding me is... That's it. I'm not. I'm not out there advertising. If that makes sense. Okay. So basically, you've gone from having a business with 250 people to having a small lifestyle business that earns you enough so that you can live the life you want. I, I, well, I'm. I'm. I'm well off. Don't worry about that. I'm. Uh-huh. I, I'm not in any trouble. I mean, I've had over 50 businesses in my life. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and mm. once again, that makes me a good. Uh, mentor, coach, because I've experienced, I've had um, care homes, I've had petrol stations, I've had green grocery shops, I've had everything, because business is business as far as I'm concerned. Mm. There's, you know, there's a formula to it uh, and basically that's it. So with people with businesses, I just say to them, look, if you work with me, I'll make you one guarantee. And I won't work with everybody, don't worry about that. I've got, I'm pretty fussy because I want results. It's mm. no good me working with you if I've got if I've got to do all the push-ups myself. As long as you're prepared to put the time in. But I say to everybody, I make one claim. If you work with me, you'll do less and you'll earn more. And I've mm. never failed yet. That sounds great. So the, the brand you've created is the Mindset Technician. That's did it. you actually, uh, who did you go to for help to... Initially, well, what happened is I went and I went and sort of studied the the book, the science of getting rich, and then the the rest of it. You see, listen, these teachings have been around for thousands of years, and they're wrapped up in all different guises. Everyone thinks they got something new. Every religion on earth is based on these teachings. Uh, every every self help book's based on them, and everyone just tries to make it a little bit more difficult. Because if they make it difficult, I used to get into trouble in the old days with people like Bob Proctor, Joe Vitale and all that. They say to me, Cross, don't be dark. How are you going to sell that? Because I try and make it easy. Everyone else tries to make it difficult with quantum physics and stand on your one foot with your finger in your ear and, you know, blow raspberries. <laughs> the, the truth. This works. Purely said, everyone's got the ability to make it work. The unfortunate thing is that we spend our whole life buggering up the program that worked perfectly when we were born, right? A young kid of seven don't have any trouble thinking about being a, a, a cowboy. He ain't. He's he's actually there being a cowboy. He don't have any. He doesn't worry about the future. He just lets things unfold and he deals with things as they happen. So really and truly, what we're trying to do is to get our mind back to that childlike innocence where we accept and we've got faith and belief in what we do, and then everything just conspires to work. Yeah, well, that's giving people advice. It's one thing to tell them this is what you need to do. It's quite another for somebody to actually internalise that enough to be able to 
actually do it. Precisely. And that and that's you see, this is the thing is everyone thinks they can, you know, pick it down and put it down and pick it up. Some of my clients have been with me for three years. Mm. But I always say to them, I bring my wages with me. It, like what I charge them pales into insignificance. I just talking to a client in Australia this morning, nine o'clock here, I think it was five o'clock in the afternoon there. Anyway, I'm talking to him this morning. Last week, no, last month. He turned over three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in January twenty eighteen. The business had only just started, mm-hmm. right now. So all of a sudden, what what he pays me actually is give me ten percent of the company, which is nice. But but what he pays me is insignificant to what you've got the ability of earning. But the thing is, you've got to be prepared to put the time and effort in. And if you are everything sorts itself out, even in these funny times at the moment. Nothing's changed. Just, you know, business has changed, but you've got to adapt Mm. and allow things to happen. See, we can't change what's happening. We've got to go along with what's happening and make that our new environment. And when you do, when you accept where you are, right, and you might have to reframe everything and sort of reposition yourself, but it doesn't change. Because this is something that I've worked out. The feeling creates the result. Mm. The result. Well, that sounds very interesting. Um, I've never spoken to somebody who teaches mindset. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast to discuss that with me, Cross. You're more than welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. My guest next week is Connie Fief, the jewel in the crown of the Fief Group, Inc., a million-dollar coach, business strategist, committed advocate for transforming the human spirit through the power of creativity. listen to the podcast to this point, please do like, share or rate it. If you have an important message to share that would be relevant to listeners, then do connect with me and let me know. You can find me on most platforms, but perhaps the best one to use is LinkedIn.